0: You're listening to the Creative Women's Call podcast with Agnieszka and Ari, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of having a small business and being a creative woman entrepreneur. This is episode 8 with Laurier Payton. Hi guys, we hope that you're all having a wonderful day. Today, Ari and I are so excited to speak with Laurier Thompson Payton from LT in the city. L'Oreal is a writer and editor on a mission to empower women and girls through storytelling. Whether it's through her Girl Scout job in a nonprofit PR or her side hustle as a content creator, she's committed to improving the lives of women and girls one story at a time. L'Oreal, thank you so much for being here today. We are so excited to have you on our podcast and to learn about you and your mission. Um, Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you?
1: Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. I've been a big fan of Creative Women's Co. for a little while now, so this is truly an honor. And um, and so a little bit about me. They're my day job. I am the Director of External Affairs for the local Girl Scout Council, so that's Girl Scouts of Greater Chicago and Northwest Indiana. And um, recent promotion, I was the Media Relations Manager, and I've been with Girl Scouts for about two years now. And prior to that, I was a journalist, and I did that for about seven years or so. And I'm still actually a freelance writer, and as you mentioned, I have my own blog, ltinthecity.com, and my whole passion, my mission in life, and everything that I do is empowering women and girls, and it just all goes back to um, high school, actually, when I subscribed to pretty much every teen magazine imaginable, and I didn't see myself represented in those magazines um, at the time, and I'm aging myself. This was Britney Spears' Christian Aguilera, so you can kind of understand late 90s, early 2000s thousands. And growing up as a black girl, I just didn't see myself represented in the magazines that I loved. And so I set out on this mission right from the get-go that I was going to do something about it. And I was editor-in-chief of my high school paper, worked on the college paper, had internships, um, one at a teen magazine. And that was my, that was what I was doing. I was going to be an editor-in-chief of a teen magazine. And although it didn't quite turn out that way um in my writing and my blogging um everything that i write say and do goes back to that mission of empowering women and girls because we're all in this together and i just believe that we're stronger together so we might as well help each other
2: yeah that's amazing actually and l'oreal i'm not sure why it actually even still happened until today right and i'm assuming this is the experience that you had It's back in the 90s, right? I remember those days when you mentioned about Christina Aguilera or Britney Spears and things like that. It really took me back to the 90s. But I actually saw a similar speech video recently about what you went through as a kid. And it seems like you're not the only one experiencing that. And I believe... Many of um some other women out there feel the same way as you are, and I feel like it's a bit unfortunate, considering that u s is so diverse in its people, so share with us your experience and what was it like to not fully represent it in the media back then and How did you gain your self-esteem and the confidence that lead you to where you are today? Yeah,
1: I mean, it was hurtful, to be perfectly honest. I remember crying myself to sleep, praying to God to make me white so that I would be beautiful. And that's what, you know, all of the uh, magazines, every TV show, every movie, everything just led to this idea that um, white is beautiful. It wasn't until later on that we had Black Girl Magic and the My Black is Beautiful campaigns. And so growing up and not seeing... um, people who looked like me and the magazines that I was reading really took a toll. It really affected my self-esteem. I remember wanting to be skinnier so I'm a curvier (laughs) girl.
0: Um, And
1: so then I think that's probably one of the reasons I'm so obsessed with Beyonce today is that when Destiny's Child came out, when she was really doing her thing, it was finally like, okay, it's okay to have wide hips and thick thighs and um, the full lips Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the start of it. Um, As trivial as it seems, but really looking at Beyonce, J-Lo, really making, um, having, you know, curves really in style and fashionable and acceptable. And then going to college, because my high school was all-girl Catholic high school. Um, I was one of two black girls in the entire class. And so I also wasn't really seeing people who looked like me in school even. And the teachers Mm -hmm. weren't. Um, There was a lack of diversity there as well. And I remember going to college and actually my dad signed me up for, Um, It was a pre-orientation that was for students of color. And I really didn't want to go because like, I'm cutting my summer short and I just want to hang out with my friends. But going there and meeting other people who had the same experiences as me being the only black girl in their class or really being smart. Because I got bullied in middle school for being smart and liking boy bands. Um, Everyone else was the same Tupac and Biggie. So my middle school was predominantly black. And I didn't fit in with the black kids because they thought that I was talking white or I liked white music. And obviously i 'm not white, so I didn't fit in when I went to high school yeah. with like the white kids, so it was just all this kind of like identity crisis and it wasn't until college where I started started to feel um, started to feel confident in my body and my skin and myself mm-hmm. and knowing like hey. I'm a black woman and I'm proud of it and I'm going to own it. And it's been a journey like within the last few years is when um, actually I have a blog post that talks about how 2016 was my blackest year yet and really owning it and what it means to be a black woman and not afraid and speaking out on these issues that are important. And so it's been a process. It's a journey. I don't think it's over yet. Um, I'm just getting better every day and um, just doing the best that I can
2: that's amazing you know it's interesting when you mentioned that sometimes when you go to either an event or in your case when you mentioned that you went to school and things like that you don't really see a lot of people who is either the same color as you are or um, like maybe have similar taste or mindset like you are mm-hmm. it happens to me as well even though I'm not in high school anymore and I go to these networking events seeing a lot of different people in it and I feel like it's great i mean like i love seeing different people um the diverse the more diverse it is the better right but i still feel like why i why don't i see more either asian mm-hmm. women? Like i'm asian and I it's like where are yeah. they i mean i don't feel like i necessarily want to just go to a specific asian mm-hmm. networking event but i would love to see more people in different race in one event that would be fantastic but then again we could all dream, right? <laughs> well, uh, moving on to my next question for you. So I know you volunteered with organizations that serve young women mm-hmm. of color. Plus, you contributed to publication that geared towards young women like Sessy Magazine and then Brit & Co. and Hello Giggles. How open and diverse do you feel the media organization today in promoting women of color, especially when all we see recently is the unfairness that people are treated because their
1: skin color. Absolutely. Um, I have to say, I feel like it's getting better. Um, There's definitely... Been a swing since the time when I was growing up and reading like, YM, Cosmo Girl, all those <laughs> magazines that don't exist, and that's probably yeah. <laughs> why, because there wasn't the um, diversity that there is now. And I look at publications like Teen Vogue, and they are doing the damn mm-hmm. thing. Like they are talking about sexuality, intersectionality, about racism, about sexism, about everything under the sun. And I think it really starts with your writers. When you have a diverse writer base, then your publication yeah. automatically becomes more diverse. And so I think publications I'm writing for, um, well, I've been writing for SESI for about almost five years now, I think, um, what's this a, a print magazine for, um, it's a quarterly print magazine for black teen girls. And it's essentially the magazine I wish had existed when I was younger. So that's why it's very near and mm-hmm. dear to my heart. I've written everything from horoscopes to, um, now I'm the advice columnist for the magazine. Cause I just think it's very important to give back to the community and to help empower those girls who look like me. And then with hello giggles, um, I think it's, wonderful positive community for women and they're really making an effort to be more diverse in their writers because that brings you more diverse stories and more diverse point of views and perspectives um, and it just can only make us all better when you're having these conversations so I'm grateful to the editors who allow me to tell these stories from my point of view as a black woman as, uh, sorry as a <laughs> black woman um, because it just helps to hear you know from everyone everyone has a different story everyone has a different point of view and when we share those and we listen to each other that's when the change and the progress happens
2: yeah i mean the thing is that i'm not a writer right but i feel like i have so much respect for people who are actually um voicing their opinions their thoughts and perspective into the media because we need to hear all that so how did you actually start um become a contributor for the sissy magazine or the britain co and hello giggles how How did you approach them, or what was your pitch like, and things like that, if you can share that with us. Sure. It's so funny, because
1: I was a full-time journalist when I started writing for SESI, and that was one of the first publications that I did freelance writing for. So um, right out the gate out of college, I was working for a my hometown community newspaper. And I mean, it was a great start. Everyone has to start somewhere. Um, but it wasn't maybe exactly what I wanted to do and write about. I mean, I was going to county government meetings and reporting on like the county fair and that kind of thing. And then when I transitioned into the magazine division of that company, I was assistant editor for a home and garden magazine. Now, this is while I was still living back home with my parents. It's before I discovered my love for HGTV. So looking at (laughs) at paint swatches and lampshades wasn't really my idea of fun so I was like okay here's a place that I can tell these stories that are important to me and that are of interest to me and that's when I um actually the woman that I replaced at the magazine started working with another woman who started Sessie. and she we had never met actually um the my replacement or the woman I replaced but she had referred me to um, the editor-in-chief at SESI they were both working at Living Social at the time and they've both since um, left to do their own thing and I it was just like love at first type saying come here sending these emails and we still haven't met in person but she said hey I have this magazine this idea for black teen girls are you in and I looked absolutely yes sign me up and Um, So that's been, like, the longest-standing publication I've been writing for. And with Britain Co. and Hello Giggles, um, through friends, through social media, there's um, Writers of Color on Twitter, where um, people are doing... But as, you know, we talked about diversity before, these editors are like, mm-hmm. hey, we want to make sure that we have diverse voices. So they're going to social media and asking people to share their tweets, their posts in order to reach a wider audience and get these voices that they may not know um, personally. And so that's where I found a lot of opportunities. And then I just pitched like, hey, I have this idea, I'll because um, I always think like a journalist. I joke you can take the girl out of the newsroom, you can't take the newsroom out of the girl. <laughs> so all of my pitches have like the headline and then the lead into it, and so because I'm thinking as an editor, that's fantastic, and I know what they're looking for, so it makes it easier yeah. for them to say yes to the pitch because I've pretty much already done all the work. And um, but to me, it's just fun. Like I do love writing, and writing is the best way I know to express myself and also to help others. So it just works that I'm able to do that in the publications that I write for.
2: That's amazing. Oh, man. Um, So you pretty much already knew, right, the ins and outs on um, how an editor will actually approve either um, one columns or any writings and stuff like that. you just did it. And you know that they're so going to say yes because you did all the hard work already and all they have to do is just say yes. That's amazing. Um, So tell me a little bit on this um, upcoming question that I have. So you dedicated your life to empowering young women of color, Mm -hmm. right? So how does that impact your creativity? I mean, if your creativity, I can't say it. creativity (laughs) as a woman in the creative industry.
1: It can be exhausting, to be perfectly honest. Actually, my therapist, I think, has asked me, okay, well, when are you not working? And the answer is, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I don't know how to turn it off. I mean, My day job is Girl Scouts, so that is day in and day out empowering girls. I get home, fire up the laptop, I'm blogging or sending out my weekly newsletter or writing an essay for Hello Giggles or this advice column for Sessie. And so I just live and breathe and eat. Women and girls empowerment, and what I've learned in that though is that by constantly giving and giving and writing and speaking and doing all these wonderful opportunities, that I need to sometimes take a step back (laughs) and take care of myself. And so lately, I've been really focusing on prioritizing self care and you know taking a nap when I need to, going to yoga, starting the day with meditation because I'm not able to be my best creative self if I'm running on E and I'm constantly exhausted and I'm just going. Going from meeting to meeting and everything like that so it's really important as creatives as women especially and especially as women of color because we have so many you know these nuances that we have to navigate day in and day out to take Mm -hmm. the time um to make time for ourselves and prioritize our needs and really really focus on self-care
0: yeah that's um that is so true i can i can even tell you that's what I'm working on as well right now, trying to focus on self-care for myself, and it's absolutely so important. But you're just so inspirational. I love hearing everything that you're doing, and um, I'm just blown away. Thank you. Uh, so I, wanna, I actually wanted to ask you, uh, how can we help you on your mission to empower young women of color? Is there anything we can do, or you know our listeners yeah um there and that's such a great question and thank you for asking um yeah.
1: i would say first visit a website lt sign up for my weekly newsletter it's a midweek dose of motivation and inspiration and i share which is kind of like a letter to the other, but really it's like whatever's on my mind but um it's been really awesome to see the response from people and saying hey i was thinking about that too or giving ourselves permission to take a break and really talking about um, being women and navigating this world and this uh, political climate that we're in, especially. And I share articles that are interesting and helpful to me that may help you with career or personal um, questions, as well as job listings. Um, I'm always hearing about different opportunities. So I, it's my responsibility. I feel like to share it with others who may benefit from those. And so if you want to subscribe and Pass along to your friends. That would be amazing. But then more than that, if you don't subscribe and don't visit the website, go out and find out what it is that you can do, whether it's one thing, volunteering, signing up for some kind of cause or just take action like go out and make a difference and it can be something really small you know like you don't we have this you know wanting to save the world and that's great but what you can do is start where you are and use what you have and do with what you can to make a difference in your community in your own family with your friend circle and with women especially I think that starts with being open and honest and transparent with each other um You know, we look at social media like, oh, well, she has it all together. And I remember writing the post um, for Hello Giggles, actually, that talked about what led me to go into therapy was this kind of breakdown in my Wonder Woman pajamas of all days. And just like people look at me like, oh, well, you have it all together. And when I share that I don't and anyone who says that they do is just lying, it's really important that we um, share the behind the scenes and keep it real with each other instead of perpetuating this myth of perfection um because that gets us nowhere and that's only damaging to ourselves and our loved ones so that's the biggest thing i would say is keep it real
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely um that's totally that's the most important thing to do right keep it real and we'll definitely include um the link in our show notes so then everyone can have
2: access to it and subscribe yep absolutely so l'oreal was there ever a time where you had a bad or maybe an ugly experiences that you personally experienced as a business owner or a creative entrepreneur for yourself? I mean, like, how did you overcome those experience?
1: I think most of it is just me. I am my own worst enemy. Um, I get in my own way and it's the imposter syndrome of thinking I'm not good enough. Who's ever going to read, um, whatever what I write, like why does it matter? Who's gonna care? And so I think sometimes that stops me from even taking that first step, um, and just getting out of my head. Um, because I think, you know, in this today's society we just feel this need to be perfect at all times in everything that we do. And unfortunately that can lead us to not doing anything because we get so caught up in making it perfect that we don't end up taking that first step. And it's just really, um, damaging to ourselves. And so that's probably been the biggest hurdle is just me getting out of my own way. Um, as far as being a creative, a freelance writer and, um, with work, I mean, there is obviously, and, jobs, you know, in the day-to-day office kind of space that you have is navigating it also as a woman of color, because there is, you know, they set on scandal and I know it to be true firsthand. We have to work twice as hard to get half as much. So it's like not good enough to just be good. You have to be the best at what you do. And that can also be exhausting because you're being held to this higher standard, whether people care to admit it or not. And so that's where the self-care comes into play, Um, because if you internalize it all and you just keep going, 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 you're eventually going to wear yourself out and then you're not good to anybody you know you can't help anybody if you don't help yes. yourself first so
2: I like that you actually mentioned that because I feel like a lot of us always have something in our heads right mm-hmm. there's always something that kind of holds us to either start something or taking action to something that we feel like it's the right way but we just kind of hold ourselves back it's like nah maybe I shouldn't do that like if you go to an networking event and want to say hi to people and you're just kind of super shy and you don't know what to do and It's like maybe I should just go yeah. home this was a total mess it was like just do it you already there you already spent the time to go and um, maybe you already bought tickets or mm-hmm. something like that just go through it yeah. it's not gonna be the end of the world all you have to do is just like get out of that comfort mm-hmm. zone and just like either try it start it or like take action like you mentioned earlier so yeah Thank you so much for sharing that insights that you have, L'Oreal. Yeah, that was
0: really nice and I, I actually have one more question for you yeah. I, we were wondering is there a personal message or favorite quote that you might want to share with our listener, listeners and fellow, fellow creative entrepreneurs
1: oh so many I'm like an inspirational quote junkie um, it's kind of a problem <laughs> actually but the one that I always come back to is um, by Maya Angelou, and I really hope I don't butcher it but it's um, success is liking yourself liking what you do and liking how you do it or some very Variation of that. But the reason that really sticks out to me is because I think nowadays we can be so consumed with, you know, it's not even really the six figure salary anymore. It's having millions of Instagram followers. And we get so consumed (laughs) with success on other people's terms. For real. Yeah. It's like, no, it, you know, success, you can define success on your own terms. And what does that mean to you? And for me, it's, using my skills as a writer as an editor as a storyteller to help other people empower women and girls and to make a difference in the world and really leave a legacy so you know at the end of the day when we're all set and gone um it's not going to matter who had two million instagram followers you know and I think Maya also (laughs) said um that people will forget what you did, what you said, but they won't forget how you made them feel. So I really try to approach life in that way. Like, okay, I may never become famous, super rich and whatever have you, but am I making a difference in other people's lives and making a positive difference? Am I leaving the world a better place then I found it and if I can say yes then I will know that I've done my job and that to me is more successful than any amount of money any amount of social media now don't get me wrong I will take the six-figure salary but um, (laughs) it's just really having perspective and prioritizing what's important and knowing that it's bigger than just us it's bigger than ourselves and we have a responsibility to pay it forward and
0: um, just yeah
1: make a difference.
0: I just love that. Oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you. It's so true. So true. And I, um, yeah, I would thank you so much for sharing that with us and sharing your message and your favorite quotes and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Um, so can you just, um, also tell everyone where they can find you and follow along in your journey? Absolutely. I'm ltinthecity.com is my
1: blog and sign up for the weekly newsletter. And I'm LT in the city everywhere. Um, primarily Twitter and Instagram. I I feel like I aged out of Snapchat a little bit, so I'm not, (laughs) I have it, but I know (laughs) what you're (laughs) doing. I was just kind of like, Oh, Instagram stories. Let me just play over here. Um, so yeah, LT in the city everywhere. And thank you so much for giving me this opportunity um to share a story like with um i think i first introduced to you already through she says and i just love the concept of women coming together banding together and community over competition you know there's room for all of us and i think you're doing a wonderful job of that through creative women's co and this podcast and
2: yeah thank you
1: we're all in this together the quote high school musical
2: (laughs) yeah totally i'm with you on that so yeah, L'Oreal, thank you again for joining us at this podcast. Agnieszka and I cannot thank you enough for sharing all of these amazing stories that you share with us today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, you, thank you, And thank
0: you so much <laughs> for everyone who tuned in today. Um, if you'd like to be in our future episode or share your story with us, be sure to reach out. I hope you all have a wonderful day. This episode was sponsored by Chkalafia Design and Audio Image Photography. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing day.